Well, while they're all sorting out their crafts, I will be needing some volunteers, so we'll sort that out as well. But it was a bit of a different morning this morning, and I was asked to keep this short and sweet, which I was struggling a little bit. So I thought, well, how, can I, how can I remember short and sweet? I thought, well, it's a bit like me, really, isn't it? So... <laughs> so this morning is a Neil sermon, short, sweet, and hopefully with some good stuff. Yes, good. So we've, we've been looking at this Unstoppable God series for quite a while now, haven't we? Uh, and I know in kids' church, you've been looking at some of the Unstoppable God stories as well, haven't you? Looking at some of the amazing healings that Jesus has been doing. Uh, have you liked them? Have there been some good stories you've learnt? Good, good. Well, in, in church here, we've looked at lots of different healings that Jesus has done. We've seen him healing people with blind eyes. We've seen seen him raising up people that were crippled um, and couldn't walk. We've seen him, uh, we've seen him already raising some people from the dead, but that tended to be in a, a quite a small situation where Jesus got rid of everybody else and just worked with, with, uh, with the people. But this morning, good news, we've got a biggie. This is one of my favourites because this is a big story. You know, healings are great and it's so exciting, whatever healing God does on us. You know, whether he's healing us of a headache, whether he's healing us of a, a broken arm, whether he's healing things inside us, but actually raising somebody from the dead in front of lots of people is quite a biggie. So I'm quite excited. Um, and I know, I think most of you probably know about the story of Lazarus. Um, well, hopefully if you don't, we'll, we'll go through it this morning. So I was a bit unsure about whether to spoil it, but I think, I think most people know that at the end, Lazarus is raised from the dead and it's quite exciting. Uh, but I thought what would be good and helpful for us is if I could have some, some helpers to come and help me up on the stage here. So have we got any volunteers? I need two people, because we've got two sides, and I know it's not strictly biblical, but I need two people that want to be Lazarus. So yeah, it's so two Lazaruses, I think, is, is a Lazarus, isn't it? So, so we need So can I have any volunteers, two people that want to be Lazarus? Is there anyone who wants to basically die and, and be brought back to life again? Any volunteers? No? Yeah, come on then, sir. Got one volunteer. And well, we're going to need some more people in a minute. Is there... We also have a boy as well, haven't we, really? Is, is there, is there a, a kids' church boy that wants to be Lazarus? Timothy wants to. Timothy wants to. Yep. Oh, Joel. Now, come on then. Let's hear it for them. Right. So, Sarah, I think if you can... Let's move this table. If you can stand up on the stage there. Yep, stand there. And now, can you come over this side? If you stand on the stage over here, now the story also talks about um, Lazarus had two sisters called Mary and Martha and lots of friends. So we're not going to worry too much about gender, but I think these, these Lazaruses need two friends to help them. So can we have two volunteers that are going to help them? Yep, you're going to come. Do you want to help Sarah? Like, yes. Who else wants to volunteer to come and be Lazarus's friend? Uh, yeah, well, well, hang on a minute. I might have a special job for you, Heidi. Let's see. No, you're not going to help. Anybody else wants to help Lazarus? Come on, they need some help. Who, oh, I can see a hand. Who's that? Sammy. Come on then, Sammy. You can come and be one of Lazarus's friends. Anybody else? Yeah, come on then. <laughs> yeah. Justin. Yeah. Right, do you want to go over there? with? And Justin will come and help you as well. Yeah, okay, why not? This, this could be fun. Come on then. Right, yeah, this could be fun. Right, and Heidi, do you want to be Jesus? 
I'm not sure about the theology of Jesus with a broken arm, but it's almost healed, isn't it? Right, you stand up and be Jesus. Okay, so what we're going to do, so we're going to talk about the story of Lazarus, but I think most of you know that, um, that Lazarus died. And when people died in the Old Testament, they used to wrap them in linen and, and bandages all around their body. And then they laid them in the tomb and they put oils and spices and things on them. So just to help us as we go through the story, I'd like the friends and helpers of Lazarus to wrap Lazarus in toilet roll. You see, just behind you, we have some toilet roll. So Lazarus's need to be completely wrapped up all the way from their head to their feet. Yep, one each there. Okay, so you've got to wrap Lazarus up head to toe with toilet roll. Can you manage that? Now, just to make sure, we need to make sure that you can walk as well. So don't wrap the legs too tight. So you might want to do the legs individually. Okay? Yeah, yeah, hope can help as well. That'd be great. Yeah, you can, that's it. I might need a bit of help. It's excellent. Right, so if you start doing that while we start the story. Okay, so looking at John 11, and we start at verse 1, which hopefully will come up in a minute. Yes, yes, start, start your wrapping, but make sure I'm totally wrapped from head to toe. We're going to see who does the best one, and there may be some prizes. Right, so. Okay, John 11, starting at verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. Right, Lazarus, you've got to be sick as well, not physically sick. You're ill, poorly, very poorly, all right? So we need to see you being poorly as well, Lazarus. You're going to be poorly. It's busy being wrapped up. Right. Uh, So Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus... Lord, the one you love is sick. Now Lazarus and Mary and Martha were good friends of Jesus. They'd followed him around. Uh, He'd spent a lot of time with them. And so when Lazarus became ill, the natural thing for his sisters to think was, let's call Jesus because we know that Jesus can heal them. Jesus can make him better. And if Jesus comes and makes him better, then everything will be all right. So they sent word to Jesus and said, Lazarus is sick. Please come quickly and make sure, and so you can heal him, so he'll be better. Now, when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. So Jesus is saying this sickness isn't a sickness that is going to lead to death. It doesn't mean that Lazarus isn't going to die. He wasn't getting the story wrong. He was saying this sickness isn't going to lead to death, so Lazarus wasn't going to continue in death. Now, verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So he rushed to Lazarus and made him better immediately. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. It said, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. That's a bit weird, isn't it? If you hear somebody needs your help and you know that you can help them, wouldn't you rush as quickly as you can and go and heal them or go and do whatever you can. That's what I would have thought. If I was Jesus, that's what I would have done. I would have dropped what I was doing because it's your good friend. He needs you. But no, when Jesus heard it, he stayed there two more days. A bit strange. And I think the disciples struggled with this as well. And then he said to his disciples, okay, after two days, let's go back to Judea. 
But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It's when a person walks at night that they stumble, that they have no light. After he'd said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. And the disciples, as we've seen so often in the Bible, don't quite understand what Jesus is saying. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. But Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples had thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Right, can't get much plainer than that. Lazarus is dead. Look, he's being wrapped in grave clothes. He's going to be laid in a tomb. He's dead. He's not going to wake up. He needs something bigger than that. But for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. It so often seems, doesn't it, that Jesus has a different agenda to what everybody else thinks. The disciples didn't understand what was happening. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Mary and Martha didn't understand what was happening. Why didn't Jesus come straight away? And I think one important thing we can learn is that God's agenda isn't our agenda. Uh, I don't know if any of you, particularly the teenagers or young people, will relate to this, but have there been times when you felt something should happen or you wanted to do something there and then and your parents say, no, you can't do that now, you've got to wait. Or no, we're not doing that now, we might do it later. Time and time again, I can remember wanting to do something and you're always being put off because somebody else thinks it's better. Well, God's the same. He has his own agenda. He doesn't always do things when we ask him. He doesn't always do what we expect him to do. And this story has shown us very clearly that everybody thought Jesus should do something one way, but actually God's got another agenda. So it's all about God's timing. It's not about ours. We can only see here and now what we think should happen. God's got a bigger picture. And so Jesus said, actually, I'm glad that Lazarus has died. It's a bit hard. But he said, actually, because there's going to be a greater thing happening. There's going to be a greater uh, showing of God's glory and power. So the disciples still didn't understand. Jesus tries to explain to them that they're actually talking about Lazarus. He's dying, but he's going to raise him again. And then we get good old Thomas. Now, remember Thomas from the resurrection story? He was the one that doubted. So he's called Doubting Thomas. He wouldn't believe that Jesus had raised from the, risen from the dead until he could see his hands and the nail prints and his feet. So we call him Doubting Thomas. And here he is before the resurrections, showing that he's, he's, he's a, started off as a doubter. He said to the rest of the disciples, let's also go that we may die with him. He just didn't get that what Jesus was talking about. Again, very much thinking in the here and now, only what he can understand, only what he can see. He said, oh, Lazarus is dead, we're going, so we're all going to die as well with him. I'm sure he was a really cheery bloke to be around. But anyway, they do get to see it. So, verse 17. Jesus finally gets to Bethany. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. (laughs) You're doing great. That's looking really good. Yeah, keep going, keep going. (laughs) 
Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But I know even now that God will give you whatever you ask. She had faith in Jesus. She knew that Jesus could do anything, but actually Jesus hadn't done what she expected. So I think there was a bit of disappointment, a bit of frustration, a bit of sadness, but she's still holding on to the fact that Jesus, she believed Jesus is the son of God. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Again, it's quite clear, but Martha is looking at the, the, the resurrection at the end and she says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? So here we are in the midst of this sadness, this disappointment, this quite a tragic situation. They're looking quite tragic, aren't they? But Jesus is using it to to actually bring a massive teaching that he is saying that, yes, he is going to sort Lazarus out. But Martha is talking about the final resurrection and Jesus is saying here, I am the resurrection and the life. And it's only through believing in Jesus that you will have eternal life. There's going to be a demonstration of new life here, but Jesus is talking on a much bigger, wider issue, bringing a teaching in this situation that they probably didn't understand at the time, but looking back, they would have realised that Jesus was talking also about uh, the resurrection that will come at the end of the age. So, yes, Lord, Martha replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. A great declaration of faith, even in her sadness. After she said this, she went back and called to her sister Mary. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was, saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how much he loved him. So even though Jesus, again, knows the bigger picture, he knows the story, he knows he's there to do a great miracle. I think our Lazarus is uh, well wrapped up now. Yes, I think think that's probably a good job there. They can stay there for a few minutes longer. We're getting to a good bit. So yeah, just finish them off now and and then we'll, we'll see what happens in the story. All right, so Jesus is here. He knows he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knows he's going to perform an amazing miracle. But actually, he's also showing that he cares. He's showing his compassion. He's showing his heart. And we have what's famously known as the shortest verse in the Bible where Jesus wept. And he wasn't weeping because Lazarus was dead and he thought, oh, I've come too late, I've blown it. He was weeping because he was identifying with Martha, with Mary, with all of Lazarus' friends that had done a great job of wrapping Lazarus up and putting him in the tomb, and all the other Jews that were there supporting them. He identified with them. He wept with them in their sorrow, even though he knew there was going to be a glorious end. Okay, so we're nearly there, guys. Just keep breathing a bit longer. And some of the Jews said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? 
Again, they're looking at the very small picture, but Jesus has come to do a greater thing. So Jesus, once more deeply moved, he came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. So there's a big bunch of caves where the Jews would have buried uh, Lazarus. There would have been other people buried in there in other caves. Uh, and to stop grave robbers and to stop um, I think the, the bad smell that would have been coming, coming out, they put a big stone over it, like the stone that they put in front of the tomb for Jesus um, that, that kept everything in there. So they said, take away the stone. And Martha said, but Lord, Martha said, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's going to be a bad odour. Can we, can we smell these Lazaruses and see if there's a bad odour? Do they smell bad? Yeah, give, give them a good smell. Can you smell bad? Let's, let's have a smell, shall we? Oh, that's awful. Yeah, is this one smelling bad as well? It smells like toilet paper. Tells toilet. Oh, well, thank, yeah, thankfully it's not used. <laughs> but it's pretty bad smell. I've been dead for four days now. Pretty bad smell. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took the stone away. And Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here. I'm trying to get their message across to them, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he said this, are you ready, guys? Can you walk around a little bit? Yeah, that's it. When he said this, in a, Jesus calls in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Now come out of the cave. Walk forward a little bit. Don't fall off the stage. Don't fall off the stage. <laughs> that's it. Well done, you're walking around. So Lazarus, the dead man, came out. His hands and his feet were wrapped with strips of linen cloth, of linen, and a cloth around their face, and toilet rolled and sunglasses. <laughs> Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. So come on, friends, you need to take off his grave clothes. Lazarus has been raised from the dead. Yay, he lives. Oh, well done. <laughs> Right, so even though God sees the bigger picture, God knows the future, but he still identifies with us. He still wanted to, to use the illustration of uh, raising Lazarus as an illustration, not only for his own resurrection, but for the hope that we have for eternity. So as we look at the story of Lazarus, it's a great healing. We can rejoice that Jesus raised him from the dead. Not only healed him, but he raised him from the dead. And that's pretty good, isn't it? So if, is it, I, was, I thought as, as we end... You know, if there's anybody here that's died this morning, we could perhaps pray for them and see. Uh, but let's just remember that God is a great miracle-working God. He has a great plan for us. And sometimes we don't understand what that is. We can't see what's happening. But God knows. God's got a bigger picture. And he wants us to understand that he is a great, big, mighty God. He wants to do wonderful things in our lives. And he wants us to go and do wonderful things in his name. So I think we need a big round of applause for Lazarus and his helpers.